yeah, it was a interesting record. It's uh, it's weird to me how the record ended with so many soft songs in a row. Yeah, man, because you're the thrice that you know is like artists in the ambulance thrice, right? Yeah. So again, like and like we were saying earlier, like is it is their most metalcore album. Um, so it has a lot. It's very catchy. It has great energy. The whole album. It's fucking really heavy at times, really distorted, but beautiful and catchy. And as thrice went on, their sound changed a lot. So you didn't really hear the. I don't. I. I don't think you've heard a lot of the progression up until this point, right? None. None at all. Yeah, and even me as being like you know a bystander for maybe the last like three albums by them, it's still uh, this one surprised me with how soft and uh, like oh great, there's a motorcycle going by right now. Yeah, Perfect. ouch! Thank you, motherfucker. Uh, that motorcycle that five seconds was heavier than the whole any part of the record. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really interesting. Like it's uh it it was still surprising, even though there were so many times that me and you were just like, dude, how many times can Thrice write the same fucking song? Yeah, I mean it was a uh I don't know. There was a lot of times when I was like, All right, okay, all right, uh, let's go let's get on to the next song so that maybe something interesting will happen. Yeah. Uh but, you know, to t- like let's talk about the things we liked about it first. Yeah, okay, well, the vocals were great all throughout the album. Dustin has always had some of my favorite vocals in a rock. And I just love, like, in the first song, like, how grungy and rough and almost kind of country, like, like dusty road country he sounded. Uh, Yeah, he's, like, he's wrangled a lot of cattle since the last album. Yeah, yeah. He's taking care of a lot of pigs and sheep and uh, he's smoking a lot of cigarettes. Dusty Bottoms Kensrue. Uh... I think the the harmonies were great. The the production, the instruments sounded great, especially the pianos and the soft guitars were my favorite. Oh, and the bass. Dude, that bass like was super punchy and like front and center the whole album. Yeah. And he goddamn it, he deserves to be front and center. Yeah. I mean it's, he shined on this record. It's great parts. I don't think it's nothing too crazy or intricate or anything, but it's He's good. It's good stuff, and yeah, the production throughout this whole album is fantastic, which is, I guess, to be expected in 2021, right? Uh, yeah, but still, like, they, they have a lot of different elements throughout their songs. Like, we called out, like, uh, nylon acoustic guitar stuff. Yeah. They have they have a lot of nice, clean tones uh, on the record, and their distorted tone, like, when they get really distorted, like, it reminded me so much of the fire EP from alchemy index and God damn it. I love those songs and I love that tone that they got on that record. It is so loud and staticky and it just adds this fucking grit to it. Yeah. So the parts that get loud and heavy on this album have a, like a lot of nice grit, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. But the, and the, but they have distorted guitar without that grit and that static. And that tone reminded me a ton of death tones. Yeah, a lot of Deftones inspired things on this album, it seems like. Uh, it's kind of surprising. They, it, we, we referenced a lot of bands throughout this album. Uh, like Billy Talent, Deftones, uh, 
Uh, uh, I mentioned Bush at one point. One of their songs kind of sounded like Bush to me. Bush. It was a Bush Muse, Muse for uh, for uh, Northern Lights. Radiohead. Radiohead. Yeah, especially Radiohead and Deftones. I say were the main influences on this record. Yeah, which is not what I would have expected at all. And I think we both agree that our favorite moments on this record are the softer songs. Yeah, the the the, the softer songs were a lot more. Uh, experimental for them like looking at like a uh, robot soft exorcism had like a western vibe but then the drums sounded like straight out of radiohead and even his melody yeah sounded like a in rainbows era radiohead like you look at northern lights which was like a weird prog rock song that the chorus sounded like a 90s like adult contemporary like steely dan type of thing yeah right uh, the opener, Color of the Sky, like nice synth intro, really nice drums that come in. Like once they come in, they're kind of energetic, but it's still like the softer stuff definitely got across, like landed on me the hardest. And the softer stuff reminded me the most of the Deftones sounds. I I think the softer stuff had, it. I mean, it sounded so beautiful, so pretty. The instruments all sounded amazing. And I think when it, the harder in the harder moments i didn't really feel i feel like they could have done a little more i feel like they could have gone like a they little harder they weren't hard enough it, it's like the 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 softer moments just outshined the louder moments yeah the parts that went really hard like that second chorus and dandelion wine um those were the that was the loud heavy that i liked yes and robot soft exorcism was exactly what i did not want uh when they like burst in with the instruments you know right um yeah but i think that you know they 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 do pull it off at times on this record like on dandelion wine like Mm. going going into the harder choruses yeah like they 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 got it with that and uh, for sure for sure the you know there's just a there the there's a cool rawness and grittiness to those moments, those distorted moments that like add a lot to this like very nice, polished, very nice sounding record. It's cool to have the the combination of the two, that staticky, gritty, dirty, distorted tone at times, paired with like verses that are just like super flourishy and and smooth and and you know re- very rounded yeah. edges. Yeah, but I think what you want is a Deftones record. You what know? I would, re- if I'm going to listen to a Deftones record, it's not going to be this one. Because <laughs> De- Deftones have been doing that thing for years. They, they nailed it. They're, they're the ones copy and pasting that kind of thing. So they know what for to do sure. with that. Yeah, they're, no one, they're not above that at all. But, oh my God, I just like, I would love to hear a Deftones record that Dustin sang the whole fucking time. That would be pretty sick. Oh, man, because I get, I love Deftones. I get sick of Chino's voice. It gets played out for me sometimes. And if we had Dustin on that music, god damn. Uh, but it was cool that they brought back the, the the tone from Fire from that EP and put it to more melodic music too. Like Fire is not nearly as melodic. So I like that they, they brought that back a bit. They even brought back some of the synth stuff that they did on uh, Water that I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, there was a good amount of synth stuff on here, which I really enjoyed. 
And, you know, to get to the the stuff that we didn't like. Uh, well, it's kind of all sounded basic, and it was kind of yeah. the same through all out the album. Like, uh, Somerset Fire to the Rain was kind of the worst purveyor of just the basic, like, 2010s or 2000s alt-rock yeah, it thing. sounded like 15 other Thrice songs that we've already heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dreamer, and... I think Dreamer as well was a little bit of a same, same. I thought it was odd. I thought the track list of this record was very odd. They stuck three of the harder songs at the beginning. Uh, and then only two harder songs later on and everything else was kind of a softy. Uh, mm-hmm. How they ended with like three soft songs in a row was odd. But it, I did like the outro of this album. Where they kind of kept it ethereal and they kept it soft. And we were both scared the entire time, sweating bullets, that they yeah. were going to burst into a distorted, dumb, whatever chorus. I was so worried that they were going to rickroll us. Like, Because <laughs> that last song, we forgot about that in the pros. The last song was, was a great... They held back a little bit, but they still yeah. did a lot on it. And they, they didn't do the loud chorus. They didn't do the distorted chorus. Um, the song just sort of ended, which is nice. And I think the uh, I think the first song was a great intro. Yeah, really cool. The first song was really cool way to start the record. Um, and... Dustin, you know, to go back to the positive, like bringing back Dustin's voice, like his R and B Southern drawl that he has on this record is really cool. It totally fucking works. Yeah, uh, for but, sure. But I also, you know, I also agree, like. Very typical choruses, a lot of typical songwriting that we hear from Thrice. Nothing that's gonna, um, nothing that's gonna scare away any fans of theirs already, and probably not much that's gonna win over a bunch of people that are thinking like, I've been hearing the same Thrice album for the last four albums. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's let's get into our notes. Man, uh, do you wanna you want me to go first with my first one? Yeah, man, go for it. The we said it while we were listening to it and the Narnugs for me were the ones that, that were the least like a typical thrice song. So my first yeah. Narnug was Northern Lights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Northern Lights is one of mine as well. Uh, just that interesting piano and drum part in the beginning cut totally threw us off guard. And then like this jazz, like prog rock. Yeah. And then the guitar comes in doing some like kind of foreign scale or something. Yeah, that weird, very weird guitar part. And of course, like the voice through the verse is really cool with his like southern draw kind of sounding smoky voice. Yeah, super smoky voice, exactly. And I love the. The drums have a great energy the whole time, doing a really cool drum part. And then the chorus is like very adult contemporary, like big harmonies and like a bunch of background vocals with them going. Yeah. They open it up in a nice way, but they don't get distorted. Just like, like very nice, simple guitar part. The drums, the cymbals are super splashy. Yeah, especially on that second verse. Uh, this is the song that I kind of. Uh, parallel the muse a little bit with that with that piano they love the piano the kind of epicness of it uh, i can totally hear that for sure and i love it when the piano and the guitar were kind of uh kind of going back and forth 
Uh, yeah, man. The the bass, the both the bass and the guitar had cool, really cool parts. And like in a second verse, where like the drummer starts like hitting the china. Hit, yeah, like a china or a splash cymbal or something. Yeah, and then you have the guitar that. Yeah. While the the bass is playing like chords, just like hitting at the same time as the china. That was a really cool, very different second verse. Like they usually switch it up on the second verse, and they did something very jazzy and froggy there it was really awesome yeah uh great jazz the whole time very cool very cool song great tones one of the first ones on the album that i was like wow like they're doing a lot of weird stuff here and the tones are fucking all working so well together i yeah i i told you within the first 10 seconds of this song that this was going to be like one of my favorite ones on the album and it was yeah it it was it, one of your nugs too. It it might be my favorite song on the album, but I, I think I, it's my I think it's mine too. I'd probably have to listen to it a second time because, uh, what what was your second nug? Uh, my second nug was I I switched it, man. Originally it was still life, uh, but I switched it to Robot Soft Exorcism. Really, yeah. Robot Soft Exorcism. Yeah, I really like the the bassy very it's like very in rainbows slash kid a for sure radiohead ish to me yeah even the way that doesn't singing the broken down and then that uh guitar part comes in and it's kind of western and it's in the it's in the background it's very cool yeah then you have the drums that are doing their constant like yeah, and they have the they even mix in the shaker, which is very Radiohead ish for to sure. Build up the percussion, you know, uh, very fifteen steppy, or you know, like spinning plates almost. And you can like for sure, you know, for sure. And it still has a very catchy chorus, very thricey catchy chorus. But again, they held back; they didn't get very loud when they, you know, like. But it, they still have that open that that bust out chorus. You know, you didn't like it. No, I didn't like the first burst out one, but I I liked the second one a lot better because it was uh those syncopated hits that right. I thought was a lot more interesting of a burst out. Yeah, uh, and it gets a little louder on the second chorus too. Yeah, and and the vocalist goes a little more off. Yeah, man, he's that little like really gruffy, like holding out those notes, man. That's that's goosebumps inducing. From, from Dustin. Right. You know, it just sucks because we've heard we've heard him do it so many times <laughs> that it doesn't have the impact as much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, like by this point in the album, it's like, yeah, all right. It's like you said, a little old hat, uh, but still very catchy, and I and the drummer was on point that whole song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, man, if, if it's not, if yours isn't, if your second nug isn't Robot Soft Exorcism, what, what is it? Well, uh... I'm. I honestly thought you would know, uh, but Can I guess. Sure. Dandelion wine. It's dandelion wine. Yeah. And before. Is it dandelion? But before I get to that one, I do want to give an honor- honorable mention to the color of the sky, the first track on the album. Great opener. Just because I love the momentum through that one. I love the drums. It's like a very mature alt rock, like contemporary, like you said. Yeah. Uh, I love the acoustic, uh, and I I was really excited when I heard this song, like, to hear this kind of stuff throughout the record, and 
Uh, lot more, it was jazzy to start from the beginning. It had an interesting like, rhythm. Yeah, it had cool... And like a like weird synth. Yeah, a weird synth part in there. Uh, but funky baseline. Yes, yes. Yeah. But I I gotta go with Dandelion Wine. It's it's what I wanted Robot Soft Exorcism to be, because, I mean I really I really like the soft parts of Robot Soft Exorcism, and I wish that it just copied kind of the bursts on Dandelion Wine. Uh, yeah. Because Dandelion Wine is kind of the same song reinterpreted it yeah i was gonna say it's it's a very it's weird that they put it right after robot soft exorcism because it is very similar right because it's kind of like aren't we kind of doing the same thing here kind of a little bit but you don't have the it's a much mellower song yeah it's a little more mellow i i love the guitar tones and the most important guitar in the verse man yeah love that most important part to me is when the music does burst in, it's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more, it's a lot softer on the first time around. And then on the second time the burst comes in, it's like this loud, noisy, guitar, uh, just strumming fast thing. Yeah. And, and I love it. And it's a lot like fire, you said. Yeah, man. Um, the it even reminded me of a thing that they do on Fire, and I, I don't want to. I think it it might just be one song, but to me, it's like on almost all the songs on that EP where the guitar, the lead guitar, does a thing like he does in the second verse of Dandelion One, where it almost sounds like a fire siren, like a siren going off, yeah, like a tornado siren or something. Yeah. Uh, I thought the first chorus on Dandelion One was kind of boring, and I. Didn't I? I like realized how much I disliked the chorus once they went back to the verse, uh, music, and I was like, God damn, I love this the verse of those song of that song, but then the second chorus, like you said, when they do the fire shit and they fucking like, it gets a lot more melodic and heavy and loud. I love that second chorus, it, and it's a great way to end the song. Yeah, and then like after the second burst of music, they, big surprise, drop down into just like vocals and guitar uh and then they go into one last chorus and they really bring it all in this one which i really loved he's going high in the register yeah uh and then they like drop it down again which is like okay i think he could have ended it at the last chorus yeah they should have just cut it there because this Uh, is like the third time this has happened They, I think they're they're probably like me where they're just like, oh, we just love that first part so much. Let's just bring that guitar back in because it sounds exactly like the guitar from Chris Isaac's Wicked Game. And <laughs> I literally like listened to it right after we listened to Dandelion Wine, and I was just like, yeah, that's it's the same tone. Like that's exactly what they were going for. Hello, I don't wanna fall in love. <laughs> if you don't know that song, please listen to it after we record. Send it to me, man. Um, so I would say some other honorary mentions for me were uh, Scavengers at times I liked a lot. Um, very typical chorus, but I still I dug it. Uh, still Life I liked a lot also. And uh, and the outro, Unitive, I, I thought was a great, yes, a great song. Yes, Unitive East was yeah. was another uh it could have been a could have been a Narnug if I was in a different mood. 
just like for uh, color of the sky. Yep, same here. Yeah, I almost went with still life as my other uh, nug, and and I do like that one a lot. Like it was slow, but it wasn't boring. Um, it would. Oh wow, what was that? It would be. Uh, that was the door behind me. Um, they build it up, and then it gets quiet, which is great. They do that really nice. There's like these nice flangey guitars at the end. So I, I liked. I'll say the songs I don't like. Buried in the sun. Yep. Somerset Fire. Yep. Dreamer. Yep. And uh, and then every other song was just like either I liked a lot or it was good. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would even say Scavengers just because it's a little. That was kind of like to me. It's it's I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, with that said, what what would uh, be your your rating for this? I'm gonna give this one like a. F- Um, I'm thinking like a 5.8 with this one. Uh, yeah. Just because it's, it's a bit repetitive. It really doesn't have too much that's very interesting or unique. All the things that I liked about this album were kind of taken from other artists that could do that thing better. Like right. the soft parts that were like Radiohead. Radiohead can do that better. The, part, the yeah. songs that were like Deftones, Deftones can do it better. So it's the, the one riff that sounded like Billy Talent. Billy Talent can do it better. Billy Talent can do it better and sing a couple octaves higher. True. <laughs> so there's there's really nothing here for me that's going to make me think, well, only Thrice could do this, which is a shame because I feel like their main strength is their vocalist. Yeah. And he could do, he had some really, he could do some really interesting stuff. Uh, he just has a, he has a very strong voice, but powerful. Overall, it's it's not a bad record, but it's not gonna be much new to someone who listens yeah. to a good amount of music. Yeah, for sure, it's not an exciting record. Uh, it, there there wasn't a lot that made me like perk up, you know. Um, there are some good songs on here for sure, some strong songwriting. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dustin's voice is awesome the bass is killer throughout the whole record the drums are great on the whole record i got tone bones out the fucking tone zone but yeah uh, the production fantastic production's great the songs that were different for them i loved a lot like northern lights yep and robot soft exorcism um and you know it was just it got frustrating for us in the in the middle there where it was like three or four songs in a row that we were just like dude how many times are y'all going to write the same chorus? Yeah. How many How many times is this chorus still in you? Why isn't this out of you yet? Uh, and like you should have worked through this already. It it does seem on. it does seem like there were some moments when they were trying not to do that, and if not for those moments, this album would have got a much lower score. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I'm right around where you're at, man. I w- I was thinking a five point seven or a five point six or something. So. We're right there, five point eight. We both gave it a five point eight. It's just, yeah, yeah. There, there wasn't enough for me to be excited to listen to it again, um, except Northern Lights, Still Life, and Robot Soft Exorcism. Those, those three are I'm gonna definitely listen yeah. to. I might come back listen to Color of Sky, Northern Lights, yeah, Color of the Sky, uh, Unitive East. Even though Dandelion Wine was one of my Nar Nugs, I might not come back to it. 
it has a vibe. You know, it has a nice late to- late night vibe, maybe. Yeah. That, that uh, little... uh, man, but, all right, five point eight each. You know, like we we both came into it expecting to. I think we got what we expected mostly, and if, and we got a few surprises in there too. You know. Yeah, I I yeah. wouldn't say it was a complete waste of time. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't a total disappointment either. Uh, uh, just a just a slight waste of time and a slight disappointment. But Thrice fans are probably gonna love it. They're, and they're probably going to fucking rip us a new asshole if they listen to this or, <laughs> or watch this. Uh, but, buddies, thanks for listening and watching. Uh, this was our fourth live stream that we've done? Fourth or fifth. Fourth or fifth. Uh, I'm I'm loving it, man. So, yeah, if you guys are, uh, if you're listening to this, you know where to catch us on our podcast, uh, anywhere you can get a podcast. Um, yep. We have our main podcast that comes out every Monday called the Earbuds Podcast. Um, that's where we pick one album and talk about it in way more detail than you're hearing right now. Yes. Believe it or fucking not. Um, and you can catch our live streams on Twitch every Friday at 7 p.m. Central uh, at uh, twitch.tv slash earbuds podcast. You can catch me, Lucas, uh, on Instagram at Jean-Luc Guitard. You can get Brett at Brett Hannerhan. Um, I, is there anything else, I, I think? Uh, well, there's a new Melon for Loco that I'm excited to try. Ooh, baby. Uh, I I don't have very high expectations, but I'm if it doesn't if it doesn't taste very good, I'm probably just gonna throw myself off the roof. Well, all right then. I'm gonna watch uh melon. I'm gonna watch uh, malignant tonight. So maybe I should go get some four locos and, and watch malignant. Yeah, that that might be a good experience. <sighs> that might be the only experience that's worth having with that movie. But we'll see what <laughs> uh, well, thank, thank you. you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. We appreciate all of you, Andres. Thank you for being here for about four minutes. We yeah, appreciate about half a song. <laughs> Maybe most of a song. Uh, next week we have some options, dude. We can either talk about the new Angels and Airwaves record. We can talk about Poppy, which has been kind of catching. She's been catching my attention a little bit. Uh, haven't heard much by her. Or, uh, or you know, that's basically it. Oh my either god, dude. We uh, we, we might start our new little segment here. Yeah, we might just do a weed show, or we might watch Brett play Super Smash. Who we'll knows? See what happens there? But uh, you got to tune in to see, dude. You got to show me how to spam. Still, I still don't know how to do it. I'll show you. I'll show you how to spam. I'll show you how to wave dash. I'll show you how to edge guard tech. Teching is very Ooh, important. Okay. See, I need to. Yeah, I need these things. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, Brett. Well, uh, what would you rate this episode? You know what? I'm going to rate this episode a solid six. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I feel like we record for an hour and 45 minutes for the last 15 minutes or the last 20 minutes. Like, that's really what we're leading up to here is the, the mini episode of the podcast. But I love listening to this shit with you, man. So I'm going to give it I do a too, 6.66. Man. Wow. You just can't get away from that, can you? Nope. I got my vaporizer turned to that, that fucking temperature also. So it's I'm, almost Halloween, baby. <laughs> Get ready for some spooky, scary stuff. <laughs> well, uh, Brett. This. This. Was. Was. Lucas. Good. Good. See you, buds. Uh, bye. Bye.